Hallelujah, and welcome to Gem Girls, a podcast of biblical proportions devoted to the Church of Jesus Christ and the Latter-day Saints, where we watch 80s cartoons and worship the Lord of Eyeballs, among other things. This week, we are taking a break from our God-fearing ways to embrace the devil himself while watching the latest installment of Canada's Drag Race. I am the hottest Beelzebabe in the biz, Hakuna Matitis. And I am the very definition of elusive fierce, Orphus <laughs> Jones. And today we are sashaying our way straight into the pits of hell in season two, episode six of Canada's Drag Race, The Sinner's Ball. According, yep. yeah, yeah, I love the yeah, ball. Yeah. <laughs> uh, according to Crave TV, in this episode, the queens are challenged to showcase three runway looks at The Sinner's Ball. Uh, that's it. Will, that's it. That's it. That was a short... <laughs> no more to short, say. Exactly. It was to the point. I was here for it. But will their looks have us fall on our knees before the Lord? Will they be the stars in Lucifer Morningstar? The suck in Succubus? Will, mm-hmm. Or will they have us begging for eternal damnation? Let us wow. find out. I am always begging for eternal damnation. Yeah. At this point... Um, <laughs> It's just, where is, I want to be eternally damned. And right. Damned I mean, I... if I will be eternally <laughs> damned. Damned if I don't. Damned if I do eternally damned. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like at this point, we're damned if we do, damned if we don't, because we've done so much bad shit already. That is that, true. Like, that the cards true. are stacked against us. Yeah, yeah. And as a homosexual, you know, already marked for the burning pits of uh, hell. Yeah. But as we've learned from Lil Nas X... Hell's kind of hot. Yeah, it's a hot time. Uh, <laughs> the devil's hot. Yeah. Stripper uh, poles. Yeah, there's a lot of sex and grinding, so we're into it. Yeah, that being said, though, I always knew there's a lot of grinding in hell. You know what I mean? <laughs> the grinding of young orphan skulls into ash. Right, to make orphan bread. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of different types of grinding happening in hell. It's a very, you know, the grind heavy. They're They're... I was going to say they're gearheads, but that wouldn't make any sense. They grind their gears also. Yeah, they grind their gears. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Anyway, let's get into this episode. So we start off with, um, you know, after the elimination. Eve's elimination. Miss her. I miss her so much, quite honestly. Oh my God. We needed Eve this episode. We really did. One, because I would have loved to have seen her looks. I'm sure she would have turned some hot looks. Uh, And two... I love her downer energy. As we've discussed, as you, as we know, you are a Debbie Downer, the house down. Boots? Uh, Boots. That is true. <laughs> house down Debbie. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, Pythia, like, is also missing Eve, and she's basically like, it's going to get real quiet around here, and it does. Right. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, also, when they're all on the couch... Adriana brings up how, like, she kind of, like, met, like asks everyone, why was I picked last? Which, like, look, I get that you, I understand you want to get that off your chest. But I really only feel that's a justifiable move to bring up something that happened, like, you know, in a mini challenge or whatever. Only if you won that challenge. If you're, like, going to say, like, yeah, you picked me last and now I'm, like, top bitch, why'd you pick me last? That's justifiable uh, to me. But to be like, yeah. 
hey, everybody, I really have to know why you picked me last. It's like, dude, who cares? It's a competition. People get picked last. <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. But she did perform really well last week, actually. And I thought she did better than Gia. High key, low key. I, um, I do agree she did pretty well last week. I, I cannot say otherwise. Yeah. So anyway, um, at this point, Cynthia calls herself, proclaims herself to be the lip sync assassin yeah, of the season, I, which like, I am not here for that Zero percent. Zero percent am I here for that narrative. It is, right. it is a false, a false story. Well, she has sent two people home, but like the lip syncs that she won just weren't very good lip syncs to begin with. And she did a lot of twirls and a little, a lot of like finger pointing. Spoiler uh, alert, there's a lot of twirling she, at the end of this episode. Oh my God. She did do the same twirl. I know. And same. I brought it up. I brought it up last time and she does it again this time. Uh, yeah. I like Cynthia. I really do. I do too. I, think- I do too. I think she paints super well and she's very pretty. She's really good. She's a good actress. She is very funny. Um, but Lip Sync Assassin, I just can't bring myself to call you that. I agree. Uh, I agree. I uh, I can't even utter the words in the same sentence. <laughs> I'm unable. Yeah. Me neither. Me neither. Me neither. Um, me neither. <laughs> Anyway, uh, the next day, we're in the workroom. Isis is old, apparently. I think yeah. she's like 32. Exactly, And right? a bitch's knees hurt, uh, which happens, I guess, when you get old. Right. Uh, I wouldn't know. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I'm 19 years old. Um, <laughs> and then we get our girl Bruegel, Amanda Bruegel. TV's Amanda Bruegel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't really say the word Bruegel there. I just kind of... I don't know. Made up. You borthed it. I really borthed it. That's the only (laughs) term that really describes it. You're right. Um, Anyway, she's looking fresh in a blonde wig and killer. I I thought she looked great this entire episode. Um, I don't know. I wasn't living for it. Really? I I felt. I loved it. I felt the dress was just like kind of unflattering. It, It seemed to be trying to do high fashion without with with kind of like looking cheesy about it. Um, I, and I didn't like the blonde wig. I took it as like intentionally campy. Okay. I thought she was trying to serve glam. I mean, she looks good while doing it, but I think I thought it was supposed to be meant, meant to be campy. And I thought she kind of like, she always delivers her, delivers her lines in a campy kind of way. But I think she played that up even more. Yes, definitely in the mini challenge, which is basically uh, to artistically depict uh, through the medium of painting your inner saboteur right and like i just want to i just want to i just need to get back to the brugal of it all only because um (laughs) seeing amanda brugs again in this episode and throughout the episode which again always here for my brug time big time brug time i'm a big time brug time guy (laughs) anyways um it made me realize i was like tracy melshore i think is really getting shafted as a quote-unquote judge of the season because we're what maybe like five or six episodes in and she's really only been in one episode as opposed to that's not true really she was in two she was on two episodes in a row and Bruges wasn't there really oh okay uh but it's still it's all it's still a th- one third it's one third two third ratio true i yeah, just feel like I we've guess... seen a lot more of amanda Bruegel and brad goreski and they feel like 
you know, the judges of the show alongside Brooklyn, as opposed to Tracy just kind of seems like more like a Ross Matthews kind of thing that comes in every once in a while. Yeah, that's true. Um, Yeah, no, she doesn't seem as like integral to the show. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Which is kind of too bad, because actually, last episode, she won me over. I thought she was, like, very charming and very funny, and she looked great. I I like Tracy Melshore, but TBH, if I had to choose between her or Brooks, I would take a Brooke. But, <laughs> and I'd take a Brad, too, because, like, you know, I'm in love with Brad Goreski. That being said, though, I want to see some Bruegel on Melshore action. We haven't seen the two ladies. Bruegel on Melshore. <laughs> Brugmel. Yeah, uh, uh, a Melgol. Um, <laughs> a Melgol melt. Anyways. Tremanda. <laughs> Tremanda Melgor. Uh, anyways, we haven't seen them be uh, judges together, and that's what I want to see. That's true. Um, yeah, I want some lady on lady action. I exactly, guess. exactly. Anyway, so this challenge. This challenge, <laughs> it's like artist quick drag and they have to like draw a painting kind of thing. Uh, I honestly, I, I'm not the biggest fan of mini, mini challenge in general. I found this one. The only parts that were boring. Good, yeah, hashtag boring. Uh, as we say <laughs> on the show. Uh, the only good parts were Cynthia, who like actually can draw pretty well. She did a really nice painting. I was surprised by her artistic ability. And two, yes. Isis, who was the really the only funny one. Yeah, Isis is funny. Um, yeah, the others were giving a lot of. I'd understand, you know, dr- drama, I guess, but like overacting in a really bad and unfunny way. And it went on for a long time. And it, they were take like they're trying to like be serious artiste type people uh yeah, yeah i wasn't living for it i wasn't living for it. and also this was a moment where i was like you have described on the record on this podcast what i even say yeah that uh you've described gia's humor as that of a 14 year old boy and i really that stuck with me and i really saw it in this challenge because she has kind of like a stoner thing to the whole painting it was just like oh yeah this was like kind of what a 14 year old boy would think of <laughs> yeah um but in any case isis wins uh deservedly because one her presentation was really funny yeah. two she looked amazing she looked i amazing. loved that outfit so much so did i i was like i was shocked how good she looked i really want leather evening gloves now Weather, yeah, leather evening sleeves, and <laughs> I want that kind of, like, the drapey coat that almost makes it look like yes. you're wearing, like, shoulder pad armor. I don't know. Yeah, that was super hot. I would wear that for sure. For sure, and the hair was on point as well. I also want to bring up some, like, choice puns in this artist challenge. Uh, you got your Van Goghs, you got your Saboteur Dally, some good stuff. Ooh, I didn't even hear that. Um, I kind of zoned out. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. The saboteur dally, though, really caught me. That's good. Um, Good So, yeah, Isis wins. um, And the maxi challenge is announced, which is the Sinner's Ball. Um, Isis gets the power to assign the category. So all the girls have to make one look out of three based on a sin. Yeah, of so the, ISIS is choosing. Yeah, so the, the categories are sex, drug, and, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, 
The second category is like ugly as sin, which is eyesore couture, which is also fun to say. So like an ugly, sexy ugly or good ugly. And then the third one is seven deadly sins. And that's the one they have to make with all their materials with Isis choosing. Uh, Isis instantly knows that she wants a wrath and it's like a moment and it's really good. Yeah, because if you look at the box, which she was able to, it was all like red and black and like covered in leather and chains. And it's like, yeah, obviously I'm taking that one. That's clearly the best category. For sure, for sure. Uh, I also enjoy how as soon as the ball is announced, uh, Pathea and Isis have like this little moment where they look at each other and like kind of give each other a point being like, yeah, okay, like you're my actual competition in this. Well, Pathea also names uh, Cynthia as her biggest competition for it, saying that Cynthia is a designer, which I was surprised. I was very surprised by that as well, because so the thing is, I've watched this episode three times now. Uh, The first. (laughs) My God, are you okay? I'm really not. Uh, The first time I watched it, but I but I was like, I was like kind of falling asleep. I just kind of wanted to watch the episode without any of the thrills. Frills, I should say. Uh, No thrills, no frills. I, um, so I skipped all of the workroom stuff and just, like, went straight to the looks. Uh, the second time I watched it, I watched it all the way through, uh, and then I watched it a third time where I took notes, but also just kind of slipped, skipped over a lot of stuff anyways. Anyways, this, so when the yeah. second time, because I had already seen Cynthia's looks for this episode, and then I was hearing Pathea saying Cynthia's going to be my biggest competition, and I was like, what? Since when is Cynthia a designer? <laughs> Um, well, she did say in the first time she lip synced that everything that she wears was designed by her and her partner. Yes, Um, I do remember that. But also since then, we've kind of consistently seen her like not like get red for her looks and she hasn't really placed high in a fashion based challenge. Yeah, I find her looks to be, like, quite basic. Except for the one that ugly as sin. That was actually a really nice look that she did. And, like, ingenious in a way. Um, although it was for the wrong category. Completely. Exactly. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> uh, anyways, so, yeah, the boxes get assigned. Uh, Isis gets Wrath. Uh, Cynthia gets Greed. Kimora gets Envy. Gia gets Sloth. Kendall gets Pride. Adriana gets Lust. Pythia gets gluttony. Uh, and, like, all good, 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 whatever. The only thing I want to ma- bring up with the categories or the boxes are, I didn't understand Envy. Like, the materials that were provided in the Envy box were, like, leafy I, greens and, like, a snake and stuff. Well, I think it's based on the Garden of Eden and how, I guess... I, I mean, I've never read the Bible, to be honest, but, like, Eve's envy of adam like or whatever they did i can't remember look the thing is and like that's that is what they were <laughs> they going envied for. the apple or that's, something <laughs> so that's the thing <laughs> that's what they were going for they're going for so like two things with it i think they're trying to establish like green with envy which i understand that's a saying yes. but like the garden of eden with envy doesn't really work because yeah. it's she was tempted like eve was tempted by the serpent to go eat the apple, but it wasn't like an envy of the apple, and it wasn't necessarily an <laughs> envy of like the knowledge it brings. It's more like the inherent curiosity and like stepping outside of her bounds and like going against God's edict. Like that's what led to the eating of the apple, not envy. 
Right. Yeah, no, you're totally right. It's it's definitely because of green with envy. Um, that was the logic that went into it. And I think, what else is green from the Bible? Like, oh, yeah. leaves. Leaves? Uh, I was doing jungle. <laughs> jungle envy. Green with jungle envy. Perfect. <laughs> jungle envy. Um, Not to be confused yeah. with its cousin, Jungle Fever. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I got mad Jungle Envy, though. Oh, my God. You're canceled. I'm anyway. Canceled. <laughs> but, like, come on. I could not say it. Am I right? Am I, right? I know. I know. Yeah, I could hear it in your brain. As soon uh, as I said Jungle Envy, like, the third time, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, this is happening this tonight. Is happening. Okay. Um, yeah, okay. One thing I didn't get at all was Adriana's box, actually. Like, for Lust, I felt kind of like Isis and Adriana, or at least she should have had Isis's box, and we're doing leather and chains for fucking Lust. Well, I think what they were going for was kind of like, you know, the classic representation of, like, love, which I agree is a little bit of a... You know, it's a miss, miss, of the, miss of the mark because she kind of got what seemed to be like Valentine's Day materials, yes. as opposed from the dollar to, store. yeah, from the dollar store actually. But look, I had to get a good look inside the box. Her outfit looks like it was constructed from dollar store materials, though it truly does. <laughs> oh my God. She had pipe cleaners for garters. It was giving me a slightly elevated Lala Reed like from paper the back. Bag. Yeah, yeah, slightly elevated. Honestly, that look was iconic, though. Oh, of course. I will never forget that look. That was one of the best moments of season 13, I guess it was. I kind of want to rewatch that season. It went on for fucking ever. But actually, looking back, it was a pretty good season. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, Rue made the comment, I think, like the MTV Awards or whatever, saying, because Simone and uh, uh, Gottmik were there. And she was like, Rue said, you two have been, like, some of the best competitors we've ever seen on the show. And I was thinking about it. I was like, honestly, kind of, yeah. Like, Simone and yeah. Gottmik were really, really good the entire season. Yeah. I feel bad for Rosé. Yeah. <laughs> she was also in the top three. Like, a little bit of shade there for Rue. Yeah. But, but like, I mean, um, come on. Yeah. Yeah, it was a pretty big season. Uh, like, a lot of very watchable queens, a lot of talent, a lot of things we hadn't seen on the show before. Um, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, it was good. It was I, good. It was good. It was good. Also, like, it, it also came at a time when, like, I mean, we're still within the pandemic, but it was, like, at that weird period, I feel like at least at least where I was, where there was still kind of a lot of restrictions and there wasn't, like, a lot to do yet because it was just getting to be not winter Anyways. Right. Yeah, it was a difficult time, you know. Difficult we time. were all in it together at that point. Yeah. Now we are now we are not. certainly not. It's like literally <laughs> fucking on your own, everybody. Don't yeah, give a, a shit dog. anymore. It's the vaccines that changed everything, I think. Yeah, it's a dog eat dog world out there now. Guys. Yeah, and dog I ain't getting eaten. <laughs> I'll eat your dog. I'll eat your dog though, real quick. <laughs> Anyway, um, at this point, Gia reminds us that it's top seven, which, like, stop trying to make, like, top eight, top seven a thing. It's really not a thing, exactly. Much like Fetch, it'll never be a thing. Uh, And 
Yeah, I, we get the usual workroom stuff. Uh, you know, I think, like, the main things are Kimura's having trouble with her box, which, again, her materials were pretty ridiculous, uh, in my opinion. And then, um, yes. yeah, Pathea has that comment of, like, oh, yeah, the big competition here is Isis and Cynthia. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't really remember anything else. Yeah, so let's kind of skip ahead to the runway. Exactly, please. That's the main part of this episode. We do learn that our judges this week are our girl Bruegel, Big Time Brugs. Uh, big Time Brugs. Big Time Brugs. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Brew girl. Uh, ha, nice. Thank you. Uh, Femtop Brad Koreski is here. Uh, <laughs> and that's when I realized that I had this conversation where I was like, when I saw them both back to back doing their little runway walk, I was like, wow. I want to have sex with both of them, but really what I want is Bruegel to watch me have sex with Goreski. Wow. Which would be really Okay, that's, that's a fantasy. It truly is. And like, look, they're human beings. I'm objectifying them, but they're also on a television show. So I feel like I have the right to say this. <laughs> no one, we're basically shouting into the ether right now anyway. Very true. Ain't nobody listening Ain't no to this listening. shit. I know, exactly. That's the best part. Um... <laughs> And we also have Brooklyn in a very cool, like, rock goth chick. I was into oh, it. Oh, I loved it. I loved it, yeah. too. It was giving me kind of, like, Judas, like, Lady Gaga type thing. Yeah, yeah, with, yeah, 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 yeah. A little bit of, like, Elvira, Mistress of the Night worked in. Yeah, a mullet. It was tight. It was tight. It was tight. And then um, we learn our guest judge is Gigi Gorgeous, who I'm both too young and too old to know who that is. Um, yeah, I don't know what Gigi Gorgeous really does. I know she's a personality. Yeah, I, I did some Googling, some Jujulin afterwards, and yeah, she's a personality, YouTuber, trans woman, all that kind of jazz. You know what's actually kind of funny? Um, so she used to date Alaska 5000's brother. Oh, really? Yeah, um... Because Alaska used to do a show with her brother that was actually really funny on YouTube called Bro Alaska. Um, you should watch it. It's good. Oh, it's yeah. good times. Oh, yeah. Okay. Or maybe don't watch it. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> 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 emotional roller coaster over here. Continue. <laughs> anyway, that's all I wanted to say. That's all I knew about Gigi Gorgeous, actually. All right. All you was that she was trans and she dated and she Alaska's had a brother. brother. Oh, and she dated Alaska's brother. Right, 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 right. Um... Anyways, so she's here. Uh, she was she was a good yes. judge. You know, she brought a lot yeah. of positive energy. Um, yeah. We also get a frugal Bruegel rhyme, which I'm really here for. <laughs> like, don't be frugal with my Amanda Bruegel. You know what I mean? Put her on my screen as. <laughs> yeah, lop it on. Please. You know? uh, and Brad, in his infinite smart alecky, sexy smart alecknyus, has the pun of uh, bedazzlebub, which I was pretty here for. Ooh, that's really good. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, bedazzle bub. Bedazzle bub. And on Arm Flourish Watch, we get like a rocker, forked fingers, tongue out moment from Brooklyn. Yes, of course. So first on the runway is Pythia. And we're going to go through all of their looks at one time because, you know, just it's, it's easier that way. Right. Is it? I don't know. I don't so know. So Pythia's. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking about it afterwards. We could also do it by category. Yeah, let's do it by category because it makes it easier to compare. Sure, sure, sure. So the first category is sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And Pythia is out first. And she has kind of like a, yeah, like, you know, a rocker look. She actually looks really cool. Um, although I do yeah. agree 
that Bruegel has the comment later that one of her boots is like she's wearing these like big platform kind of boots. One goes like really high up her leg. One kind of stops at the knee and then like cuts off. The one that's like larger and goes all up her leg is a little peg leggy. It is a little peg leggy. Um, peg leg, yes, peg for sure. <laughs> Getting peg leggy in Winnipeg. Ooh, nice. <laughs> what would that even mean? Like you're strutting on the street with your peg leg, right. like doing a gangster lean. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I pictured you were like, I don't know, maybe like a pirate enthusiast or an old sea, <laughs> an old seafarer <laughs> whose gangrenous leg has been outfitted with like a wooden peg and like you know you fell on hard times, became a substance user. Now you're on the streets of Winnipeg. <laughs> oh my god! It's a, it's a it's a story too often told. Yeah, too often told. Um, so next up we have Actually, that is a serious Kendall. problem in the city. Not with sea, old seafarers. Though. Oh, um, yeah. It's like, <laughs> the tale is old as time. Although From I, I, seafarer to landlubber, yeah, I see. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And aren't the ultimate landlubbers <laughs> the homeless? But they're landless. That is true. But, but they're, I guess their home is the They're land. lubbin'? They are lubbin'. Uh... Anyways, I don't know what we're talking about anymore, but I do want to point out at one point, because uh, Pythia's look is like very, like it's, has, there's like a lot of chains to it and stuff. Uh, yeah. And Gigi Gorgeous has the line like, oh, uh, chains and whips excite me, referencing the Rihanna song. Uh, and I'm pretty sure Brooklyn doesn't get it. I wouldn't get it either. Oh. Because it could also, it's not strong enough of a lyric and I don't think people know that song well enough to be like, oh, yes. You know, it's not like Shake It Off, for instance, where you're like, oh, it's fucking Taylor Swift. Wow. Um, I mean, I thought people were up on the, you know, Bad Girl Riri's repertoire. It's been a while. I suppose it's been a while. But I I mean, I don't know. I guess that song for me, because, you know, I'm a, I'm a Riri stan. Uh I love that song, and also I did it. I once did it at a strip karaoke, but I did a very shitty job, and it's one of the dark moments of my life. <laughs> like when we fucked up Genie in a bottle. Look, look, we didn't fuck up Genie in a bottle. We really made it our own. Yeah, I don't even remember it. We were so drunk. It was a hot, writhing mess. <laughs> That's the only way to describe it, and like it was, it was a moment. It happened. it happened. I laugh about it. Exactly. Even though I forget it, I don't know what I'm laughing at, but I... I, I know it was me. funny. I know it's something you should laugh at. You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, moving on to Kendall, who's wearing green dreads and a bodysuit. Kind of whatever. I don't care. Yeah, it's kind of whatever. Um, I didn't enjoy seeing her nips. Throw some pasties exa- on. You know what I mean? Oh my god. I do not like seeing... An incidental nipple. Yeah. An accidental nipple. Like, and it happens again, spoiler alert, during her lip sync. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When her, like, titty plate bounces out. Yeah. And you see her, like, fake nipples. Yeah, that lip sync um, really was doing nothing for nobody. No one really did too well oof. in that lip sync. <sighs> it was roof stoof. That, that was bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't show me your nipples unless you want to. Like, if that's your intention. Um. 
Next, we have Gia wearing a bodysuit, but it's like in the shape of a V flying V guitar, which is really cool and campy. I liked it. Yeah, no, so the concept is cool, like her being the guitar, but I do... Qatar. Um, but I do agree with Brad in that it is the ex- almost the exact same look as the one she made the first week. It's true. Yeah, that's my whole it thing with true. it. It was also giving me some misfit energy to bring to the Gemma. It was. She did kind of look like Stormer. Yeah. She had blue hair, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like Not necessarily the same shade of blue, but it was giving me very Stormer. All right, next up we have Adriana, who... Is wearing, like, a black half-trench coat, some lace and, like, piercings or whatever. But, like, low-key, this was giving me what a 50-year-old woman would think a rocker looks like. I don't know. I actually like this look a lot. I always thought it was very sexy, dark lady. You know I like a good asymmetrical moment, and an asymmetrical black cloak is pretty cool. But... I don't disagree with that, with the statement you just uttered. Because I also think it was a little matronly. Right? Like, there's something, like, she was giving me rock for sure, but it wasn't edgy. Yeah, it was. And I think that's kind of throwing me off. Yeah, it was, like, it was, it was very the category, but not necessarily, like, a creative take on the category. It was very much, like, you're hitting all the boxes, but there's no edge there. Yeah. Um, for sure. Next, we have Isis, who's giving us pizzazz, dude, and it's like, dude, when two become one, Exactly. Two this is literally collide. the moment we've all been waiting for, people. This is the huh. reason we have this podcast. We didn't know that <laughs> when we started it, but here we are. This is the singularity. We have an official on our screen as Gem and the Holograms fusion with Drag Race. Oh my god, I wish... We were relevant enough to invite Isis on our podcast to talk about Jim. I know, I know, I would, <laughs> I would love that, but we certainly are not relevant enough. Um, she looks great. She's doing. She's basically just. She's pizzazz. Um, with brighter, yes. greener. I, she's more close to the doll version of pizzazz than necessarily. I would say the, uh, the TV show because the hair color is a little bit different. Um, yeah, and also she's not giving meth. Right. <laughs> I don't know. The dolls were, were still giving a little meth. Uh, <laughs> I also thought it was hilarious. It's. I think she couldn't say the actual, like she couldn't say Gemma yeah. the Holograms. So she had to say, this is from an 80s cartoon show from the late 80s that oh, yeah. I know a lot of people watched that had like a rock girl thing. And I was like, oh my God, you can't say Gem. But Brad Goreski does have a gem pun. He says, uh, I don't know, something to the effect of uh, what a gem out of Venom fit or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Um, but it actually, uh, when she said that, I kind of clued into her outfit from a couple of weeks ago when she was a comic book character. It makes sense now why she didn't say which one. Right. That's very true. That's very true. That's very true. Yeah. All right. I forgive her for that. Uh, one. Yeah. So <laughs> you forgive her. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Cynthia giving Lot Lizard. Dude, look. Giving... If the category was <laughs> Snake Lady Train Conductor, Cynthia would have killed it. <laughs> Unfortunately, that wasn't the category. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> um. Okay. Do would snakes need to go on the train? Like because they're basically <laughs> like the train incarnate. That you know what is I mean? Like, true. <laughs> so you basically what you're saying is is a train not but a fast moving snake? Yes. 
So I'm being a little redundant. I should be saying snake lady conductor, not snake lady train conductor, because all trains are snakes. <laughs> and, and snakes don't need to take the train because they are little trains. <laughs> of course, of course, of course. Um, or it could be like a whole snakes on a plane situation. Like get these motherfucking right. snakes off this motherfucking train. <laughs> That should be a movie. That really should be a movie. Um, <laughs> but it's so easy to escape, you know, because you're on a fucking train. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, you can just stop the train. Um, <laughs> jump out real quick. It's probably not going that fast. Uh, anyways, like like mentioned, that would make Cynthia's outfit perfect, but um, not quite not quite the category. Well, she was giving. She was giving groupie, and I did like the outfit. Like, I would wear that, I, for sure. I actually, I do, I did like the outfit overall. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I did as well. But Bruegel had a cutting comment where she's like, it looked like something you could find at a party store, which I also kind of agree with. Uh, but I also did think it's, it is cool. Yeah, um, that reminds me of Fifi in season four telling Jared to go back to Party City where you belong. <laughs> season four, I mean, it's like one of the best seasons of Drag Race. It's really good. Oh my God. The drama. Like, the, the drama was so good. That was when Untucked was still amazing. Uh, I've never watched Untucked. <gasps> so you don't even know Shangela's like baby dad, not baby daddy thing, sugar daddy thing? No. Michael, I pay, like people say, you need I'm only to watch the story, but I don't know if that's true. You are only getting a story that was definitely true back in the day because, like, in season four, there was intense drama between Jiggly Caliente and everyone else. Oh, like Jiggly and Fifi, Fifi and um, Sharon, yo, like at least watch Untucked from season two to season five. Or no, season six, two. Season six, two. Okay. That's actually, maybe I'll do that. That seems like a worthy endeavor. Because those are some good seasons of Drag Race. And yeah, there are, there. Are, I want to see some interactions. Like, I, I'm sure there's a lot more of that. Um, what was that bullshit in season three where everyone was acting like children? Uh, Heathers. The Heathers oh, nonsense. Oh, the Heathers. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there's a lot of nonsense behind the screens because at that point they didn't know exactly like how big the show was going to be, right, of course, of course. how appearing to be a bitch on TV would impact your career um, and all that stuff. So they didn't give a shit. Right, 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 right. Um, all right. Uh, so I'll get into that. And then one day well, I'm sure we'll spend 25 minutes talking about that while we should be talking about Jim <laughs> or something. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Uh, are we through everybody on this category? No, we haven't done Kimora. So Kimora decided to do a slightly different take on rock and roll. She does Tina Turner to remind the people, to remind the children that rock and roll originated with black people, which I appreciated, but the dress, the outfit was nothing. Yeah, it was like not the best. She kind of like, she, she, she did what she could with the moves to like sell it. But this was something I thought about. Like, do people not think Tina Turner as rock and roll? Um, I think it was contentious for a long time because she only just got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, but like, I mean, outside of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, like making, I guess, quote unquote official, I just always, I always associated Tina Turner with rock and roll music 
And I just thought that was like kind of general consensus. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I don't, I'm not aware of other people's ignorance all the time. Like I know what I know and you know. That's yeah. Not... Anyways, I was watching it with uh, my main Mexican and he said like, otherwise he's like, yeah, like, I don't necessarily think Tina Turner has rock and roll. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I feel like she gets pigeonholed as maybe R&B or something like that because of being black. Um, but I don't know. I mean, the like, look, I'm not a huge Tina Turner stand, but like like the two, two or three songs I know off the top of my head are like they're not R&B songs. Yeah, like Proud Mary. Yeah, exactly. They're clearly rock and roll music. It's true. Anyways, so good for uh, Kimora, not the best look. Uh, who was your favorite no, of this category? she should have done Little Richard. Oh, that I would have lived hot. for that Little Richard. Because, yeah. like, you could really... Or if you're going to do Tina Turner, do fucking Mad Max Tina Turner. With, like, a chainmail bodysuit. The and, ultimate like, form you know, of Tina Turner, as we all know. Right? Like, give me, like, a big Tina Turner look. Don't just wear that. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, yeah. It was a little muted for what she was going for. That is true. She could have gone for a lot of a bigger concept. Yes. Um, last. Uh, no, that's everyone. That's everyone. So, yeah, now we go back to Pythia for the category of ugly as sin. She's wearing crochet, clown, long toenails. It's fine. I don't care. Yeah, uh, my thing with it was, and I could say the same about the previous outfit, but I think it's a little bit more, at least an issue for me in this outfit, is it some padding really would have made it work a lot more for me, only because... She looks a little drab just because the the material, it, like, it hangs a lot because it's crochet or whatever it is. And she, it look, she kind of swallows her up. I, I really feel like some hip pads and some breasticles would have shaped it out and made it, like, a lot cuter. Yeah, she doesn't really like to pad. Yeah, like, at all. Like, the um, other, like, the pre... And, again, I watched the fucking episode three times. So her first look doesn't have padding either, and... I also think that outfit could have used some padding, but it's it's less of an issue as opposed to this one. Yeah. Um, next up, we have Kendall wearing a cat lady outfit, and she has a little cat on her shoulder who's puked, and she coughs up a hairball. <laughs> yeah, dude, the concept on this was messy, and, like, the outfit was messy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was ugly, so it did yeah, uh, no, it, fulfill the requirements. I suppose. It wasn't couture, though. It was an eyesore. No, there was very little couture happening yeah. on this runway on this night. Um, next up, we have Gia, who's doing like a gum look. So gum is everywhere, and she's giving like a like kind of a dorky rainbow gum girl kind of look. I actually kind of like this. I thought the wig was cool because it was like all like shot up, and there's little pieces of gum in it, like stuck in the hair. Uh, the material yes. of the dress. I was perplexed by because it looked like gum. I don't know. It was, it, it was cool, but also yeah. Kind of yeah, yeah. I I really liked her outfit for this one. Actually, I thought it was really cute and clever. Yeah, it was good. Um, next up, we have Adriana who is wearing. I don't even know how to describe it's what she's like wearing. A but she... Tea cozy condom squirrel thing. <laughs> I got like. Brick Tower Babushka. <laughs> yeah, all right. That that works too. I honestly didn't really know what she was going for. I guess it's funny. I personally, you know I'm kind of an Adriana hater. So like I don't find her funny. So I didn't really enjoy this very much. But the judges <laughs> the judges seem to. 
Yeah, the judges were cracking up. Did you they, think it was funny? Did you, do you think Adrian is funny? Um, not particularly, no. But I, I don't think she deserved to win the challenge. I don't think she deserved to win the challenge that she did. Oh, of course not. Except for the fact her look was amazing. Which right, right, has right, made right, me right. kind of surprised that her subsequent looks, because none of them have been that good. That is true, particularly in this episode as well. Uh, say which I mean, this second outfit, say what you will about it. It seemed like the judges liked it. I guess it was kind of a funny concept. I don't know. Yeah. Um, next up, we have Isis, who's also wearing crochet, and she's giving, like, back-of-the-toilet doll tissue box holder thing at your grandma's house. Yeah, yeah, which, honestly, I love this look. I thought it was amazing. I thought her makeup yeah. was insane. She was. It was really, really good. Yeah, I liked how it fit, like, the drapiness of yeah, it. It was very yeah. high fashion. Yeah, yeah. It's like, see, like, it was, I mean, in my opinion, it was, like, kind of a little bit of a different kind of concept. They weren't necessarily going for the same thing, but I thought it was the better version of what Pathia was going for, but a little zhuzhed up because, yeah, she kind of cinched it a bit. She really rounded it out. It was nice. Yes, it was lovely from head to toe. Uh, next we have Cynthia, who's wearing the aforementioned circle thing. Yeah, it was, it, it gave me, like, kind of like, um, you know the, um, the, uh, the, uh, the fembots in, um, Awesome Powers? No, I honestly forget Austin Powers entirely. Oh, wow, okay. Anyways, iconic. It was, it was, it's been referenced on Drag Race. Uh, anyways... It's so it's like the whole aesthetic is kind of like yeah like fluffy, like, sh- uh, ice not ice chalet ski chalet kind of energy. Anyways, it reminded me of that. She looks cool. She looks it's it's a cool little kind of like circle outfit. She looked good. She looked good, but not the assignment. Right. At all. Yeah. Exactly. Like she looked really good, but like yeah, the assignment was to kind of try to look kind of ugly, and there was no ugliness with this like furry lollipop thing going on um next we have kimura who's dressed as a slave in chains walking down the runway um yeah this was this was quite bold of her um and i respect her decision to do it yeah i think it was i mean a really good moment to send a message uh i I didn't really, like, you know, uh, we, didn't, we never really see the whole um, uh, runway thing. It's kind of, like, cut up. Uh, m- like, if I was going to critique it, maybe there could have been, like, a little bit more performance elements to it. She has, like, the cool break the chain moment afterwards. But um, there are parts of it I don't think I would have understood without the voiceover, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought it was a good moment. Um Good for her. That being said, though, she did. I don't. I feel like this moment goes over really well with the judges for good reason, but it kind of like gives her. It saves her from what I thought were two pretty poor looks, and a part of me was like, I don't know. I think she should be more towards the bottom than she was. Yes, um, but they did like her other looks too, which, which I really didn't understand. Me. No, 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 no. I like. Well, I thought she was for sure in the bottom. Like the thing is. Maybe this is controversial, but I think, like, the judges were a little bit in their heads like, oh, okay, the second thing was so strong, 
we have to play up that we like the other two a little bit more to make her not being in the bottom make more sense. Because I swear to God, skipping ahead a little bit, Brad talking about her Envy outfit, I'm just not buying it. He's complimenting (laughs) it, and I'm like, Brad, you're not selling this to anybody. Yeah, I didn't understand how he could like it. It looked like a bunch of garbage on uh, fabric. It was, I don't know. it was not cute. And she was also giving another mermaid silhouette, which we've seen her do like a thousand times. Yeah, And there's also a voodoo doll shit. in her hand for no reason. I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> well, I think the voodoo could make sense in terms of envy, right? Like maybe you want to hex someone. Listen, who... listen, you don't, you don't give me... <laughs> Jungle Anaconda <laughs> Garden of Eden and then throw a voodoo doll in there and tell me it works. Particularly when it's a totally different color palette as well. Okay, fair enough. I didn't even notice the voodoo doll, to be quite honest. Well, you know, third time's a charm. <laughs> Three times as slow. Exactly. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, exactly. next we have the third look that they make. Um, these are the deadly sins. So we have Pythia wearing gluttony, uh, who's representing gluttony in a candy striper, like, wicked witch from Hansel and Gretel type vibe. Yeah, it's um, it's reminiscent of Adriana's uh, Marie yes. Antoinette look. But yes. Pythia made a similar look. Let's Let's call a spade a spade. But she made it in the span of, like, you know, however many hours they had. And it still looked really good. Yes. Um, Then we have Kendall wearing, representing Pride. And she's representing Pride in her uh, blackness. And so she's wearing braids, wearing padded hips. Because black women have had have been shamed for their curvaceous bodies. Yeah, but then whatever. like the outfit though wasn't fitted to it. It was really weird looking in the midsection and hip areas. And also yes. the BLM she has on her like cape thing at the back, <laughs> the M is barely readable. It looks like a crescent or like an omega symbol. Yeah. I thought it was pretty rough. I, don't know. I thought this look was pretty rough. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, I appreciate the message for sure, but, like, the like you can't coast on the message that's, alone. That's it still the has thing. to look good. That's the thing. Uh, and, yeah, you really, you can't just be like, yeah, I'm representing my culture. And then, ex- and I do think this happens on Drag Race. Like, remember when, um, what's her face? River Medway came out in, like, kind of a Chinese imperial royalty outfit. And, yeah. Everyone was, like, complimenting it because it was for the ex Benny Henny uh, category. And I was like, I don't think this looks very good. Like, yeah, she's wearing her culture and wearing it proud, but I don't think she looks very expensive or very good. I Yeah, I thought she looked good. I didn't think she look, looked expensive. Yeah. I thought she looked pretty cheap, actually. Exactly. It was kind of a cheap look. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so Kendall Aww. doesn't look the best either. Cynthia is wearing, like, rich lady golden greed kind of thing. Oh, my God. It's so bad. I actually didn't think it was that bad. I thought it was fine. Cynthia? Yeah. It was... The patterns did not go. It was just draped on nonsense. The hat was a choice. It was ill-fitting. I Honestly, I didn't think this was as bad as, like, Kendall's. Fair. I thought it was better fitted. Fair. Yes. Yes, for sure. Uh, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I still don't think it's good. 
Uh, yeah, fair, 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 fair. I don't think it was. I don't think it was exceptional either. I thought it was not bad, but whatever, whatever. Um, we have Kimura in the aforementioned green anaconda envy thing. Uh, yeah. If, as I've gone at length to say already, not my favorite. No, it's not good. Um, then we have Gia representing Sloth in a house coat with a pillow attached, which looked very comfortable. It looked I want one. Soup's comfy. Uh, <laughs> I also, I also didn't hate it. It was kind of like, kind of like a Cinderella moment with the blue and white. Um, I thought, you know, Bruegel was real into it. I was kind of like, whatever, but it was all right. Yeah, I like the concept. I just didn't feel that the execution was very strong. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Fair enough. I could. I, I agree with that. I overall thought it was fine. Um. Then we have Adriana wearing a titty plate and Ooh. a lot of frills. Dude, this is also pretty pretty trashy. <laughs> um, it's a lot of frills. I personally thought the titties were too bouncy. Uh, a little distracting. But I guess maybe they were meant oh, to wow. distract from the rest of the outfit, which was a little non-existent, a little rough. Uh, also, as previously mentioned, the garters were literally made from pipe cleaners. It didn't look good. No, it did not. She deserved her bottom placement for sure. And then we have, not Kimura, uh, Isis in a leather daddy, like, lesbian outfit, which was, like, pretty tight. Oh, dude, it was amazing. And it was one of the few times where I actually appreciated the voiceover, because she was like, Hellraiser, but make it lesbian. A sleep paralysis demon you can't wait to move in with after one date. That's some pretty <laughs> funny stuff. I really enjoyed it. She looked really tight. It was. Yeah. She's great. This was her episode to shine. Oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. Um, so the tops and the bottoms. Okay. And bees. So we have P- Pythia, uh, Gia, and uh, Isis in the top. Oh, wait. And... Kimura. I more took it like Pythia and Isis were in the top. The middles were Kimura and Gia. The bottoms were Kendall, Cynthia, and Adriana. Okay, got it. I um, everyone got critiqued. Everyone so it was critiqued. kind of hard for me to fig- figure. Yeah, out. I mean it's a little arbitrary. Um, but later in Untucked, they kind of like you know Cynthia knows she's in the bottom, which I think is you know was a fair assessment. Uh, yeah, and she was basically like, this will be my third time lip syncing, and it'll be the Cynthia kiss of death, which is nice. Yeah, it's a pretty good one. Also, so Cynthia, I've like noticed how she kind of talks in a very specific way. Uh, like she could like really like, and I'm going to talk like this, and then I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to make my point, <laughs> and it's going to be like this. <laughs> she does. She does like that, like literally that entire intonation. Uh, like, I'm going to give it my all, and I'm going to put on a show, and we're going to have fun. <laughs> it is true. It's sometimes a lot to listen to, but um, go off, I guess. Yeah, exactly. You do you, Cynthia. Uh, <laughs> anyways. After- yeah, she's very confident, which I appreciate. Like, even if I don't always appreciate what she's doing like the fact that she's so committed to it like i i can respect that yeah yeah most of the time she makes it work most of the time she makes it work uh yeah anyways we uh we learn isis wins which i thought was rightly so uh really for the pizzazz look unto itself uh Mm -hmm. and kendall and cynthia are in the bottom both of which i agree with as well like i i kind of feel like kamora or adriana 
could have been maybe not in the bottom. Anyways, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like these three, these two were weaker across the board. Like Kendall, we saw her nips. Then the ugly look was like terrible. And then the third one was just not well constructed and like kind of whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah, so yeah, that is true. That is true. Um, um, so they lip sync to a cover of a Brian Adams song, Heaven. By DJ Sing. By a Eurodance. Dude, this <laughs> song, Eurodance though, remix. This song, though. Like, don't, isn't it kind of, like, ingrained into your brain, though? Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember this from the early 2000s. Oh, I thought it was, like, a 90s um, track. Maybe it's the early 2000s. Oh, maybe it was 90s. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I love this song. Yeah, I gotta love it, too. Um, but it just, it kind of frustrates me when they do this, because they did this um, in season one, where uh, they did, you know, if you could read my, yeah, yeah, my yeah, yeah. love, which is also Gordon Lightfoot. So it's a Gordon Lightfoot song, but then they did like the Eurodance remix right, right, right. by some other bitches from some other country. It's like, can we maybe do songs that are you know, entirely Canadian. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Um, but I guess maybe, I don't know, maybe the licensing rights are cheaper. Uh, and also the part of like in a club setting, this would be a little bit more, those songs would be a little bit more recognizable. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. I'm not saying we should actually put a, like an OG Brian okay. Adams song. All right. Cause Just that would be it. terrible. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, anyways, so we get uh, heaven by DJ Sammy. Um, we immediately get both of the girls ripping their dresses off, which is never a good sign, generally. Um, oh, child, I hated me that. Me too. Kendall goes a little bit too far, so you can see, like, a little bit, like, too much of, kind of like, the bodysuit that she's wearing. It's a weird crotch moment. Yeah, you see, like, the tight, yeah, you see her tights. And then, like, her underwear. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. why the fuck are you showing me this? You don't even do anything to make it worth it. Exactly. Uh, and Cynthia also kind of strips out of hers. So, like, basically just kind of, like, being a little lingerie thing underneath. Um, we get the prerequisite Cynthia kiss swirl, where she moves from <laughs> one end of the stage to the under end of the stage, solely through the propulsion of her arms. Um... <laughs> And then we get we get a little bit of a moment where like they kind of like like sing to each other kind of thing because they're because they're BFFs like a little bit of a together moment. But and I really think the only time that was cool was when Juju B and Ra- Raven did it to Larue in season one of All Stars. Only time that was called. Oh, for. I thought it was dancing on dancing on my own. Isn't that by Larue? Was it not the? No, it's by Robin. Robin, of course. I'm. Yeah, that was my bad. You're canceled I, again. Yeah, dude, double cancel. <laughs> cancel me twice. <laughs> it's fine. I forgive Thank you. you. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Kendall's lip sync though was just she was giving me way too much. It was like uh, exactly. It was like too much. Honestly, I legit was watching it with Luis and said like. To the screen and to the world, like I don't know what's going on right now. Like what what are either of them doing? <laughs> I just wanted to close my eyes. Yeah, you know? I was like, Mary, get off my screen as please. <laughs> like, oh, this is what I do not want to watch. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so 
this episode ends with Cynthia leaving, which it was her time to go, I guess, based on how many times she had been in the bottom. But I still think she was a pretty strong competitor. Like her lows were never that low. Yeah, I was a little bit like I I kind of because the lip sync, I didn't think either of them did particularly well. I thought they might give it to Cynthia only because she has a win and like not just a win, like snatch game win. Uh, and I do, like, I, 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 like, I agree with you. Like, I think she was a strong competitor and she was funny and, like, I think had a little bit more comedic timing and more comedic or, like, improv chops than a lot of the other queens. The, um, the only thing I will say, though, is she kind of leaves with a, hmm, I'm satisfied, like, energy at the end. I wasn't here for that. (laughs) Why weren't you here for her being satisfied? I just, like... You know, I just, I'm not the biggest fan of when they do that on Drag Race. They're like, yeah, like, whatever if I'm leaving. I did what I came to do. And, like, I am not, like, I don't even feel bad about it. It's like, come on. Like, of course, you can feel bad about it. It's okay to say, like, sucks that I'm leaving. I get it. Am I happy about it? No. It just, it seems like a little bit put on of, you know, how happy I am. Like, I don't, I'm indifferent to this. Like, whatever. It's like, all right. It's okay to, like, one, feel bad. And two, uh, there was just the one. Yeah. <laughs> you know that song by Brian McKnight that's like, one, you like a dream I'm come true. true. Two, two, do, 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 me two, and you. Three, three do girl, it's plain to see. If you had to, <laughs> the old something, something repeat steps <laughs> one through three. But you're the only but one for, me, for more. For yeah, me. Yeah. But there is a line in that song, repeat steps one through three. I swear to God. Yeah, it's the next it's line. It's the next Four, line. Four, repeat one, steps one, two, one through three. three. Five, make you fall in love with me. Oh, okay. Oh, that was two, but whatever. I guess we're repeating them. <laughs> it's true, yeah. I mean, it's really hard to find five things. So next time you only have one, just, just like start saying the repeat same Repeat one through one. <laughs> Precisely. Right. Um, so this episode, um, it's pretty good. One thing we didn't really address, though, was the... Uh, the workroom when they're oh, getting ready. So I actually did want to bring this up because they have, yeah, in the workroom and they're getting ready and they have this like long conversation about pronouns and who should like, you know, how everyone identifies. And like, the thing is it started by Kimora asking what pronouns do you all go by? I don't want to offend anyone. And I'm a little bit more old school, which like real get it. But also it's like week six. Why weren't you asking that? Like week one. I agree. And the fact that, they were like, oh, thanks for asking this. It seemed like this has not been a conversation at all among any of them. Exactly. And it's like, I think this is like a little bit late for this conversation. I guess they had just been referring to the to each other as like she or whatever. Um, and their stage names. I have no idea. Me neither. Because Eve was pretty vocally non-binary. I, I mean, like, I, I guess she was. Yeah, at was. the end there. Um, um, so she must have brought it up before. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. But, uh, I will say though, though, I do enjoy, I did enjoy, do enjoy, present tense as well, Pathea and Isis kind of like talk about the distinction between identifying as gay versus queer, which I like, I yes. really here for because I personally identify as a queer person as opposed to like just like a gay, like obviously I'm a gay male, but I identify as like a queer person. Uh, 
yeah. and I, I do think that there's a difference there, and I, I appreciated their kind of explanation for it. Yeah, I mean, like, I definitely, like, I identify as queer as well, and I do think it's important to talk about that, because I do think a lot of the viewers still don't really understand um, gender or the word queer, and why queer might be preferable to, like, gay or bisexual or whatever, and the importance of being inclusive. Yeah. yeah I mean, for yeah. me, like, in that description, it's being inclusive of, like, non-binary people as well, right? Yeah, of course, of course. And also, I mean, I think I also resonated with, like, Pathea's comment, because she's very much like, I don't necessarily want, like, see myself in a way, nor really view the way in a stark, like, male versus, like, female, like, straight gay kind of, like, uh, outlook. And mm-hmm. that's also, like, a part of the reason why, like, I do kind of also, like, see, like, identify as queer, only because, like, yeah, I also, I, I personally don't really ascribe to the, I try not to, the, like, male-female distinctions, uh, yeah. at least in terms of, like, how I think about things, like, my politics, let's say. I think, like, my politics are very, are more queer, non-binary than, like, my gender expression is. Right. Yeah, fair. I would say the same. Um, yeah, I thought it was a really good conversation, if not a little bit late. Yeah, a little late in the game. Um, I also found the editing kind of weird because, like, yeah, Kendall was like, oh, I identify as queer as well. And then that's all she says. And then on the main stage, Gigi brings up that she has a she's really proud to have a trans woman for a partner. And it was like, where did that come from? Yeah, it, it like, did kind of come out of nowhere. <laughs> but I think, like... I think there's a moment where Kendall kind of talks about it because when they announce Gigi being the judge, she kind of like is like the most excited. And I don't remember if she has a moment to like explain why that might be the case. Uh, no, she doesn't. She explains why because because she's like great representation for. But the, she doesn't remember like mention trans that like, she's dating a trans woman there. She did it. Oh, okay, yeah, that is weird. Editor. That's why it was so fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, that's the end of the episode. Overall, uh, it was good, I guess, but I just want more personality. Um, and I'm kind of worried for next week because it's a roast. Dude, I know. I was trying to think of like, who's going to do well in that? <laughs> like Cynthia would have done exactly, well. Exactly, exactly. That's like why I was like, I'm kind of sad to see Cynthia go because that she would probably do well in that. And then I was trying to think like, I think all of them could do pretty poorly at it you know what i mean like I, no one stands out in my head they're like oh yeah they would do well in a roast um i think isis could do well could do well could do well i agree i think maybe gia could um yeah I maybe kimura but kimura has been kind of disappointing to me in a way because well, she, the way she talks is very boisterous and, like, makes you want to listen and, like, w- you want to have fun with it. Like, sometimes she's just not that funny. Dude, that's the thing. Like, I don't actually, I've never found Kimura all that funny. Like, even, like, I think this mini challenge was a good example of it where, yeah, she was talking in, like, a way and, I'm like, the like the cadence was, like, almost there. But then I was like, but none of this is funny and I, I think you're just yelling. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I really hope that everything will be okay. I want to watch something good because the one on UK was actually really oh, good. Oh, it was really good. Elle of a Date slayed the damn thing. Oh, she's so funny. She's really funny. And like, uh, I'm, I was coming at it from a Kitty Scott Claus, like, let's do it, Kitty. This is your jam. Get those three wins. But then, no, man. Ella, she turned it. Yeah. Have you seen Italia yet? I have seen Italia. Uh, woof. I mean, we're over an hour, but who, who cares? cares this, this is point? what the, the people don't come here for. <laughs> um, I, I was pretty here for Italia. It was very funny. Like interesting to watch, particularly as they're trying to establish a new drag race franchise in a country that probably isn't as familiar with the trappings of drag race. I also yes. loved the, I think her name is like Ivana Pump or like the one like plus sized queen. I loved her. Oh, she was good. Um, and I really didn't like the old bitch from Milan. Oh my the god, hair. dude! Ju- that lady needs ju- to Norma Jean or whatever down. the fuck. Like God. Yes. Yeah, I want to slap a bitch across the face. I, I will say it. <laughs> slap some sense into that lady. She was so delusional. Um, yeah, it was a lot. But I, I, I guess like what was kind of interesting to me about it is that a lot of the workroom conversations were about being rejected from your family and the like extreme homophobia that still exists in Italy, that still exists in Italy compared to like a lot of the American Queens or Canadian Queens. So uh, I brought up the same thing uh, with my main, my main Mexican shout out to Luis. And uh, I said, I was like, I'm like, so as I said it though, I kind of like understood because I was like, yeah, I'm kind of surprised like, you know, modern Italian culture is kind of, like this because like Italian culture to me is like my grandparents and they haven't lived in Italy for decades and they're very Christian and I assumed that you know like they are kind of like preserving that kind of sense mindset because they're in a foreign country and they're trying to hold to their vows yada 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 but yeah Luis is like no like Italy's pretty fucking conservative and like apparently like recently they enacted a law uh that's kind of discriminatory towards trans people. And there was actually like a lot of strong support for it. And then I kind of like realized, I was like, yeah, like that sentiment that like my grandparents have don't go away in like a generation or two. Yeah. Uh, so it made me kind of, I guess, cl- realize that like, yeah, the, my idea of modern Italy probably is a, a little bit closer to even, you know, kind of what my grandparents kind of thought, at least in parts of it, particularly among, like, I, I think it has, like, an older skewing population. And, there like, progress doesn't happen that fast. And it's not like all these people's families, like, live in the cosmopolitan cities. Yes, exactly. Um, so it was just a very different tone from the other franchises, which was interesting to see. And another thing I kind of wanted to point out was that it's very racially homogeneous. Dude. And I know that there are black people and people of other races in Italy. Also brought this up to my main Mexican shout out to Luis, where I was like, uh, there is everyone's white here. And he's like, yeah, dude, like, it's Italy. And I was like, yeah, I guess Italians are pretty fucking racist. Yeah, I, there's a lot of xenophobia. Yeah, that's um, yeah, xenophobia, maybe a better word for it. Uh, but there are, yeah, there are tons of like, black people in Italy and also like Middle Eastern. I'm sure there are a lot of Asian people as well. Yeah. I mean, I don't know a whole lot about Italian culture or politics or whatever, but I know that like 
in terms of accepting refugees and um, those sorts of policies that are a part of like the EU or whatever are generally pretty contentious in Italy and Greece um, who don't want a huge influx of refugees. Um, so I feel like there's some sort of xenophobia there for that reason. Yeah, 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 certainly, um, certainly. Um, and I think like that existed probably even before the more modern yeah. refugee crisis. Uh for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I remember Carson explained to me one time how people in Senegal will, you know, see getting to, like, Italy to, like, kind of work, like, menial labor as, like, a yes. real, like, stepping stone kind of thing. Uh, and it, it kind of just, like, made sense of, I guess, like, Italy is a, a kind of a convenient, like, it's a convenient European country to get to for certain parts oh, yeah. of Africa. Because it's right across from Morocco, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So you, they're, they're the ones who are going to uh, encounter the most, like the highest influx of migrant workers and like whatever. Um, so yeah, when I went to Italy, there were a lot of people from Africa there, uh, usually selling in the markets um, or selling souvenirs, something like that. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, but I guess like, yeah, it, it also didn't surprise me that there were no queens of color on Drag Race Italia, because I guess, yeah, that's just how things are there. Yeah, I don't know. I would have liked to see that, because, I don't know, I feel like that type of representation would be really important for, like, Italians in their own country to face those prejudices, and also for the viewer at home to even understand, like, the racial politics that are happening in Italy, because... Yeah. I agree wholeheartedly, uh, but, I mean, maybe there's not there yet. Maybe season two it'll happen. I don't know if they do a season maybe. two. Uh, I did find that the uh, the main host, Priscilla, as a dude, like, wow, like, super hot. I'm trying to remember him. Uh, I don't remember him, but I'm sure he's hot. He, like, it was, like, a little shocking. I was like, you actually kind of look better as a dude than a drag queen. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it. Um... The guest judges were okay. I can't remember. I can't even remember the other judges. No, they're so. Uh, there was like the 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 Italian actress who I loved. I forget what her name was. Uh, there was the one with the fascinator on yeah, her head, yeah, like yeah, the yeah, little yeah, thing yeah, on her yeah. head. She was great. She had a really great line of because you know the, uh, the 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 host Priscilla is introducing everyone. He says like to, in uh, to her like she's an actress, she's a model, she's a director, she's a writer. You know what? You have all these titles. What are you gonna do now? And then she's like, mime or porn? Uh, and I thought that was a really good line. <laughs> and, may, and then she follows it up yeah, with, like, maybe both at the same time. Ooh, hot. Mime porn, baby. Uh, mime porn, baby. It, uh, yeah, it was, it was good. The lip sync, I don't oh, know. Oh, no, no, no. no. The lip sync was pretty trash. The lip sync was pretty trash. Yeah, yeah. That was awful. Yeah. So, also, um, something, I mean, you know, despite the fact that I have an Italian background, I'm also not an expert on Italian culture in the slightest. But uh, I'm not necessarily sure of, like, what Italian drag culture is like as well. And as we were discussing last time, if lip-sync performances are as common as they are in the U.S. versus where in the U.K. and we speculated Australia, it's not necessarily as big part of the culture. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just very curious across the board what the experience of these people are because... Yeah, if it was, like, Drag Race Germany, like, I can understand, like, what that would be like because I feel like it's a pretty liberated place in that yeah, sense. Yeah. 
So it'd be kind of similar to what we have. We're like UK because we're not that different or the States, obviously, because, you know, they're the States. Um, But Italy to me is kind of a different thing. Like it seems a little bit more traditional. Yeah. And I think that Um, that's accurate. Uh, I haven't seen Spain yet. And I I think France is coming out. Maybe I I, I haven't seen Spain. I would maybe, I don't know. Would Spain be similar to, to Italy in that sense? Maybe not. Um, okay, so I watched Spain, and you should definitely watch Spain. Spain is one of my favorite ones that came oh, yeah? out this All year. Right, nice. um, I don't know. It didn't feel that conservative to me. Um, granted, most of the queens were white, and they had one queen who is from Peru of indigenous descent, um, and that was it. I think she was from Peru. Anyway, so yeah. And there was another instance of her wearing her an outfit to re- reflect her culture but they didn't eat it up they were very critical oh, of wow, it. Okay. and then she felt really demoralized oh, sucks. it was it was yeah uh kind of hard to watch yeah that sounds hard to watch uh but also again you know the like italy home of the vatican literally the uh the epicenter of the catholic church are we really that surprised that they're pretty kind of homophobic i mean i guess it's not really that surprising I guess I just don't really see it on my TV right, very right, often. Right, right, of course, of course, of course. Um, but yeah, a lot of drag race to fucking consume these yeah, days. Yeah, dude, it's a little bit much. So, uh, <laughs> like yesterday, yeah, like I watched Spade, Canada, no, 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 Italy, Canada, and UK, like all in one sitting. And like, <laughs> there was still Spain to go, but it was one of those, like, no, we have to stop. Yeah, it's, it was it's simply, too much on the yeah, brain. Too much on the brain, and also, like, you know, it'd been three hours, I had to go to bed. Of course. It's also, like, an assault on all of the senses. It truly is, which is kind of my favorite part, though. <laughs> like, the workroom music. Yeah. Uh, like, the heavy synth, the shitty remixes of Rouge shitty yeah, songs. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes, though, you gotta, like, get up and, like, walk away. And, like, I don't know, go rummage around in your fridge for a second, just to get away from it for a second. <laughs> yeah. I'm very rarely looking at the screen the whole time. Yeah, you gotta take a hot break. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, let's take a hot break from this podcast. Ooh, I know why. We're going to the hour 15 mark, baby. <laughs> yeah, my mouth is getting dry. Yeah. My my jaw is getting tired. Yeah, so, you know, the usual uh, jibber-jabber. Find us on social media at Gemgirls Podcast. Check us out online, gemgirls.com. Rate us and review us, by which we mean five stars five and stars. a positive review, that being the Pod Paul. Yep. <laughs> pod Paul. Podcast policy, but you should know that by now. Exactly. Um, so I won't tell you again what it means. <laughs> Alrighty, with all that said and done, until next time, stay, stay outrageous. outrageous. You didn't stick the Bye. until part. I think I heard an until, but whatever. <laughs>